I love you too. But what is love? What? What is love? Um, love is something that there was hugs and kisses and a warm feeling inside. Yeah! Boy, love sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. This is Todd. And this is Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. Sing it for me, Mike. Furry, happy, monster, slappy. <laughs> so, um, we're playing this <laughs> we're playing this song because um, we need a little boost of energy to Correct. start the show. Correct. And uh, you said play something, I think, happy? I don't yes, know. Yes, something uplifting, and I was just giving you a beat. I'm like, just do a song with a beat. Yes. This one is a good beat. So um, that was R.E.M. performing with uh, the Sesame Street gang, and they revised the lyrics, and it's just a really kind of upbeat, wonderful thing, and they kind of are silly. Uh, Michael Stipe, and who are the other two guys? Uh, Mike, uh, Mike Michael Mills. Stipe, Mike Mills, and then what's the third guy? And then name? the third guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so guy. unfair. I know. Um, but yes, that that is R.E.M., and... Uh, we our kids used to listen to that song all the time. It was on uh, our at the time when they were very little. We still were doing CDs back in the remember. old days, um, and that was always a staple song. So, what is Zen Parenting Radio? This is uh, a podcast. This is podcast number three hundred and fifty-eight. And why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you will feel outstanding, and who does not want to feel outstanding? And always remember our motto, which is that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Um, Peter Buck. Very good. And Thank then you. there's a fourth guy who quit like five years before that, the drummer, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. He's out of there. I think he started a family. He's like, man, I love you guys, but I got to go do something Or maybe else. was it Peter Buck who... No, Peter Buck is the guitar guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm just trying to remember all my... And REM fans REM. are like, how can you not know... I, well, and I am one, and which is why I had to be like, okay, I got to get my brain back on. Got to screw my head on, sweetie. Your lady brain? Uh-huh. Um, so uh, real quick, one of our partners is Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. And we mentioned this last week, but they're having a lunch and learn on January 26, which is in two days away from uh, this podcast at 151 Kitchen at 1230. And the topic is how to handle stress. So uh, support our partner by going to that lunch and learn. And you can learn more by going to chirotree.com. On today's show, usually Kathy carries it, and actually, you're still going to carry yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, I've still got some things here. Um, but it's, uh, I got an email by a guy named uh, Jim Detmer. He is a, a coach, a master life coach, and he also uh, wrote a book, and he has a website called Conscious Leadership Group, or I think it's conscious.is. But anyways, I got an email from him. And it's, you know, I was, I subscribed to his thing. It wasn't a personal email or oh, anything. Oh, I was like, oh, this is new. No, no. it was. So this is who Anne-Marie works with. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anne-Marie uh, Chureso. Mm-hmm. Um, we had her on uh, about a, a weeks ago. About three weeks mm-hmm. ago. And she was a wonderful guest. And I decided, man, I need to learn more. So I actually took her foundations course. I'm in the middle of it right now. But anyways, uh, the this email was real quick. It's four ways of being. Okay. All right. You with me so far? Sure, sure. And uh, so there's four ways of being. To me, by me, through me, and as me. Okay? And I guess uh, the inspiration came from Michael Beckwith, who we know. 
Oh, yes, yes. Not, not personally, but mm-hmm. he's a, one of our teachers. And it represents the four states of consciousness from which anything could be done, whether it's washing the dishes or driving to the store or closing a big business deal. It doesn't really matter what it is, okay? And there's four different ways that he dis- he chooses to describe it. But one of the ways that he chooses to explain it is through the lens of a New Year's resolution. Mm. So there's four different ways of being conscious in general, but to help teach it in this example – uh, it's through the effort of, um, through the example of having a New Year's resolution. And the New Year's resolution is, let's say, you want to um, eat healthy and exercise. That's something we can all relate to, right? Sure. Um, so we'll start with the kind of the lowest energy one. So before we do that, sure. <clears throat> I didn't know you were going to jump in right away because oh. I think the March deserves a little more oh, beginning. Sure. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, absolutely. So that's a teaser. Yeah, that's a teaser. I don't mind talking about that, but I, I don't want to wait too long. Sure. Because no, this, let's jump in. this weekend was um, the Women's March, and I'm sure you guys all know that it was um, very well attended, to say the least. It was the biggest um, march or... Uh, yeah, we'll just say March. It was the biggest march in the history of the United States. Yeah. And not only was there such a huge march here in the U.S., but it was all around the globe. Um, and, you know, it's Monday. And so just so you know, I think if you are on our Facebook or Instagram or anything, you already may know that I marched and I brought my children. And I will give you my perspective, which is it was very peaceful, um, very connecting. Um, it brought a lot of different people together. And not everybody who was there had the same reason for being there. I got some emails from people after the march who said, what is this anyway? Why are you marching? What's the point? What are the women trying to say? And I thought that was so interesting, such an interesting perspective as if there was only one thing. Right. Instead of it being a a joint like group, it, it's, it was a many, many groups who were feeling unheard joined forces to be bigger. Yep. And instead of falling for the oldest trick in the book, which is divide everybody yep. and splinter everybody, which when I'm saying that, that's still happening. Of course. Like, you know, there's still people who are like, my needs, you know, I or didn't feel heard. Yeah. Or needs. or even at the march, like there wasn't enough screaming and yelling for this and there's yeah. more. So obviously there are people who are so adamant about their issue that they would like everyone to come to the table with mm-hmm. them. And they have every right to feel very strong about their issue. And that's the thing is can we all have things we believe in, but join with other people who have the same thread? Right. And what is that same thread? Um, it is connection, um, oneness, caring for others, understanding we're all in this together, um, giving. And those are the pieces that I felt through the march. With all the different signs and all the different directions that people were going, that was the common thread. Um, And I think everybody already knows this, but I will say it. There were zero arrests anywhere. So what that means is in Chicago alone, 250,000 people came out and there was no violence. Um, there was no need for police intervention. Obviously, police were there and they were awesome. Yeah, to manage the crowd and make sure traffic was okay. And Chicago uh, Police Department, thank you. You were incredible and you were accommodating and thoughtful and kind and just 
we felt you like everyone knew we were covered, yeah. you know, and that's huge. Um, and then I had friends who were in DC who said the exact same thing. Uh, so for those of you who didn't go to the March or didn't understand the March, and when I say didn't understand, meaning that you weren't sure what it was about, I want to let you know that, of course, there were people. Um, and I heard this more in D.C. than Chicago, but that had certain signs that you may not approve of or um, people said certain things or maybe there was some um, PG-13 or R-rated humor. Of course, that's there. You, you put got- 250,000 <laughs> people in a place, you're going to have some outliers. Absolutely. Um, but the vast majority of people were families and people who were who need to be heard because their voices have been silenced. Um, And that's why they were there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like one of the the chants that we were saying while we were there was um, connect, protect, activate. So what does that mean? Connect to each other. We're not going to divide and splinter amongst each other. We can have disagreement just like in a family, right? Yep. Like, you know, Todd and I, we don't agree on every single thing. My girls are all different. They don't agree on every single thing. But in the family... Common thread is... We connect. Yeah. And what do we do for other people? We protect. Yeah. When other people's rights are being taken away or our own, we stand up and we talk and we say this isn't okay and, you know, and then activate means be vocal, actually do something. Mm -hmm. I think we've gone through a the phase of just talking about it. Mm -hmm. I think even the show initially was let's have a conversation. Yeah. And we, in the last couple of years, not just politically, but in the last couple of years, we've been saying, now put this into practice in your family. Right. Don't go out and tell other people why they should read a certain book or how you felt good after listening to a certain podcast, but how are you integrating this into your life? If you're going to give me a choice between knowledge and execution, I will take execution every single time. Absolutely. Knowledge is static. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't – knowledge is uh, – now, let me give a, another positive spin to that instead of saying it's static. Knowledge is the beginning. Yeah, it's the foundation. But you, 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 you need to be able to have the knowledge to put whatever it is that you're putting into practice. Otherwise, you're just kind of – you know, taking a shotgun approach to everything. So you need to equip your brain with certain things. Right. And you need to have, that's your your grounding force, your yeah. stability. Where is my intention coming from? The knowledge, but then it's practicing it. If it be in your own home, in communicating with the people you love most, again, something important to always keep in mind is the micro and macro, yeah. is that we can be very angry on a macro level and we can say, this isn't right and, and, and you know, make phone calls and marches, but- the way that we have to understand energy works and the way that we have to understand ourselves and how we're going to be in this world is we have to start on our, a micro level yeah. where we're living it yeah. and then that ripples out. Yeah. If we're taking our non-awakeness, mm-hmm. <laughs> is that, is sleeping, that a word? At, sleeping at the wheel. If we're sleeping at the wheel, but then now we're just turning that into yelling at other people. Um, then it's not going to be effective. It's just basically doing the exact same thing that we're we feel we're marching for, sure. just in the the opposite way. So it is being awake in your own life, in your own body, practicing what you know to be true for you in your immediate surroundings with your friends, with your family, your loved ones, people um, that you meet on the street, um, you know, strangers, and then. That voice is what echoes out right. into 
the the higher levels. Right. If it be in your own community, your state government, your federal government. So that I wanted to at least share that that for me, it was an amazing experience. My children had an amazing experience, and you know I felt nothing but connection, and that there was not a person who was not welcome. Mm -hmm. And I know I've read yesterday and today that certain groups are saying we weren't welcome or we weren't allowed. And there was um, there was a pro-life group that wa wanted to sponsor or be a partner sure. in the parade sure. or <laughs> the parade, mm -hmm. the march. And I want to explain that I know that, you know, once the media gets a hold of something like that, all of a sudden it becomes. But when the march began, there was a mission statement. And one of the mission statements of the march is reproductive freedom mm -hmm. and and rights to a woman's body, right. that she could make her own decisions. So it doesn't make sense for a partner to be the exact like, opposite. It's kind of like a group who's into corporal punishment for their children sponsors our conference. It's just there's a disconnect. Well, it, yeah, because it, it doesn't connect to the mission. And so they can say, well – you know, the sponsorship doesn't quite work or the partnership doesn't work, but women who are pro-life, of course, could come march for their own issues. Now, they may feel- Like they're not welcome they're not or welcome. whatever, but or, that's their, you know, it's it's open. Exactly. There was a choice there. And so, and again, the media will not, you're not going to see it that way through the media right. because things get spun. They, they sensationalize mm -hmm. things. But the mission statement was very clear before- anyone was even on board. Right. So it wasn't like something switched gears. Sure. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to bring some clarity to that and, and just, you know, to give a big shout out to all the women who were there, um, all the women who were watching and supportive of other women who were there and even women who were like, it's still confusing to me. I'm not sure about it, but I'm going to learn more and ask more questions, kudos, you know, because that's really what it's all about, right? Yeah. We're just trying to open up a conversation. Yeah. Um, we're just trying to, you know, have more to talk about. And, you know, I, uh, my girlfriend who I communicate with, you know, she and I have different viewpoints, but um, she reached out to me and said, you know, I think this is great that you did that because I know you believe in this. Sure. And I really appreciated that from her because she didn't necessarily agree with everything or she and I are definitely on different sides of the aisle in many things. But I thought that was really lovely mm -hmm. um, in understanding, compassion, being open to other people's opinion. Right. That's what we're going for. Yeah. That's, you know, so I just wanted to say that. So, I mean, I know you kind of talked about, but the actual experience of being there, how did it fill your cup? Did it... It felt like a beginning. Mm -hmm. I think that when I was there and even for the rest of the day, I was so full and glowy and shiny and felt so at peace and happy and connected. And it was wonderful because I hadn't felt that kind of high in a long time. Yeah, just energetically. Think of the amount of energy Absolutely. that's in that small physical area. And that I got to share with my children and that I met so many people and that I went with Manisha, you know, my best friend and her kids. And so there was like that there was just a sense of this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. You know, when you have those moments of you're so clear right. about this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. But 
then you wake up the next day and there's work to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not over. It's not like, okay. Yeah, it's a start. It's a beginning. And and the question is now, you know, this is always, what next? And I have to, my work is staying grounded in myself and who I am and making sure that the next steps that I take are in integrity with what I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when I say in, in integrity, meaning I, I, if I'm asking for kindness, then I need to do things in kindness. Right. Um, if I'm asking for others to be, to activate and be active, I need to make sure I'm active. You and I just had a conversation in the car about this, where I was saying, I feel so overwhelmed by the amount of things that can be done. And you said, you can't do it all, which is true, but I can't not do anything right, either. Right. I think that luxury is gone. Sure. For now. Um, and all I was trying to do is remind you that you are doing many things, yeah. but you feel like you have to be doing all of it. Right. And that's not fair to you. Right. And and you're right. Like sometimes I take on and this is not new stuff, people. <laughs> you know, this is not just about marches and things going on in the world. Like, don't we do that at work? Don't we do that in our homes? Well, it's um martyrdom and a lot of moms have it. Like right. you got to change the world by yourself. You have yeah. to do everything. You right. have to be everything. You have to be everything to me. You gotta be everything to our kids. You gotta be everything to the world. You gotta be everything to anybody who is needs support. And I think that's why, if I will be so bold to say that this Women's March was so inspiring for so many reasons, is because women are doing those things all the time already. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to speak for the population of women that I feel closest to. And I mean, women are doing all those things. They're working, they're running the house, they're the, the CEO of the house, they're taking care of themselves, they're taking care of their children, they're trying to take care of their parents. Um, they're managing, they're volunteering, they are trying to bring in money to pay the bills, they're, and they're caring about the community. And then this kind of thing happens where they then have to take, they have to stretch mm-hmm. and they have to say, now I need to extend this in even a bigger way right. um, because I care about everybody. And when I see some people being hurt or marginalized or dehumanized or you know, I see things going in a direction that may not be healthy, I have to then take it up a notch. Right. But you also have to balance it out with your ability to uh, keep your energy high. And there's going to be days when energy isn't high and there's right. going to be days when your energy is out of this world. Right. And just need to kind of check that because if you do everything and give everything and it's at your own expense, right. that's what we have to remind ourselves. Well, and that is, I am, I keep saying to Todd that I feel like I'm kind of living in a new skin, like I'm transforming. And um, that is not a bad thing. Yeah. Like it's not like, oh, shoot. But that transformation necessitates me figuring this out again, right. which is what changes. You know, this is what we go through when we, we go through changes when we, partner with someone, then when we have our first child and then when they grow up and then we have our, if, if we decide to have a second or a third, it's like we're constantly transforming. Right. And when we transform, we have to realign all those pieces. Mm-hmm. There was a time that I felt like, okay, these pieces are in order. It's not perfect. You know, I still, but now my pieces are a little out of order. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate your support in allowing me to sometimes be a little more martyrish than usual. And when I say allowing, I don't mean giving me permission, but giving me the space. space. 
Um, and to feel that to instead feel of tell that. you why you're wrong. Right. Or in saying you can't, you know, and, and when you said to me today, you can't do it all, I really did need to hear that. So that didn't hit me in the wrong way. Um, but I, I need to talk. I need to, it's very hard spiritually for me. It's very hard emotionally for me. Um, and I'm also totally full of hope. Mm. Like I don't feel, I'm not like, oh, I'm so beaten down. Right. Um, I have those moments, but I have radical hope. Like I remember talking about radical hope on this show like a month ago and I didn't know that a march like this would occur and look what just happened. Right. So when you get those moments where you're like, okay, a lot of people care, yeah. then you are like, okay, so what else is possible? Mm. But the big but is it's got to be in our integrity. Mm. We. It's not about... You know, again, for some of you, the word fight may work and and I and that's fine. But for me, it's more about how do we reach out in kindness? How do we still keep listening to people? How do we connect rather than divide? Right. Those are the things that are most important to me um, because that's what moves us forward. I have, you know, this um, Skyler's uh, Rebel Girls book, you know, that I've talked about on the show so much, you know, reading about, it, again, it's called Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, reading about all these women. Yeah. And and the things they did in leadership, um, and you and know, most of which the stories are like from the. There's a lot of stories from like the 15, 16, 1700s, like when you know you, we think that we're getting somewhere, you know, just in the last few hundred years. But the fact that these women were strong enough to do these things with no support yeah, around them, right. being like the sole, and that's the other thing is let's just take it to our own country. I think that there's been a lot of you know some of the divisiveness is. I wouldn't even call it divisiveness, but inner dialogue is about how many groups have been waging this kind of, I don't like to use the word battle. What's the right word? They have been marching and trying- Standing up for- Standing up for themselves and trying so hard to get people to listen for their whole lives. And now all of a sudden, you know, there's there's another, you know, group, you know, and- and they're saying, we've been doing this all along. Right. And to hear that, and instead of saying, but now we're here, mm-hmm. we say, you're right. So how do we support you? Yeah. And how do we then come be a piece of this rather than think this is just ours? Yeah. It's how do we, and, and isn't this, again, you know, the march is just another way to view any kind of relationships. How do we hear each other? And not do the yeah, but, mm. yeah, but. Remember how we did a whole show about yeah, buts? Uh, was it recently or a long oh, time ago? Oh, it was ago? a long time ago. It was probably in our second or third year, but just how that negates yeah. anything you said before. Right. Um, and that we can listen and people who have been trying to progress our society in their own ways to look at look to them as leaders and look and, and hear their experience and honor it and... You know, that's something that I've shared with Todd a lot is I have such a deeper understanding now. Right. And I am, I will even go so far to say apologetic to anybody that I didn't understand their experience. Because when you feel it in your body, when you walk in the shoes, you wish you could go back in time mm-hmm. and be more empathetic. And you can't. You can't. What so can you do? Start now. Right. Start today um, and be willing to. You know, the communication, I love 
talking about communication in my college class because, you know, everybody thinks I'm going to focus on giving a speech or debating or having a bunch of knowledge. And for me, communication is about listening. Yeah. How do you listen? Two ears, one mouth. That's why God did that. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, you know, I, can I say one more thing about this? Take your time. We got an hour. Okay. So I think that one thing I've realized, you know, in looking at myself and my own personal experience in, in life and kind of working with as many people as I have is that self-awareness, you won't be surprised that I'm saying this, anybody listening, is so vital in as being the first step and the first, like the grounding base of anything we do. Because when you have clarity about who you are and you feel free to be who you are, you want nothing more than to give that freedom to everybody else. If you do not feel free in who you are and you feel told about who to be or you feel restrained by if it be someone, you know, an authoritarian figure in your life or a um, maybe a dogma or a belief system that was never true in the first place, you know, a running tape that you have in your head, it is much harder to offer other people a sense of freedom because you think they should be doing it in the restricted way that you are. If it be, and I'm not even talking about necessarily, it's not even really even about religion or anything like that. It's just about belief systems. You know, just like I remember um, when John Duffy was on the show, he and Julie, who are two of our favorite people, and John was saying that the motto in his family was play. uh, If you play, you pay. pay." That is a belief system and a running tape in your head that you can then look at anybody who is quote unquote playing with if it be enjoy in their life or or taking you know taking breaks or vacations or go ahead you look well like- just to clarify what in that family structure what that meant is don't play around because you got to work correct so i just wanted to make sure that people knew what that meant you play you pay right so if you're not working then you're going to regret it yes is basically what correct. the and so john has said you know that's so ingrained in him and he's so aware of it that he has not passed that on to his son like it's openly discussed right but he's still working out it himself of course we made fun of him for it we all are you right. know i see myself in john right. you know i don't no judgment there um but that's a running tape that then we impose on everybody else. Right. Look at them. Oh, look at them switching jobs or look at them trying something new. You know, they shouldn't be doing that. They should be doing this, this and this because that's what you are doing. Mm-hmm. And you're so caught up in your belief system and you find you, you know, that because maybe it's not really what you want to be doing or you do feel restrained by it, you kind of want to restrain other people. Right. When you feel free, then you don't care what anybody else does. Not only do you not care, you want that for people. Right. Because let's let's step back a little bit further. Let's go Howard Thurman. Do what makes you come alive because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Mm-hmm. Don't ask what the world needs now. Ask what makes, what you, makes come you come alive. What makes you come alive. Because, yeah. Yeah. So... You know, we look around and we say, this is what people need to do. They need to stay in this box and do this thing and do it like I do it. But 
if that's not what makes them come alive, then the world cannot come alive. It's it's just restrained. It's a disservice to your fellow man and woman. And so let's think about that as parents. If we are self-aware and feel that we have a voice and that what we say matters, Mm -hmm. and not matters because we get a bunch of Facebook likes, Mm -hmm. but matters because we feel in our integrity. Right. I have felt more, for as tired as I've been, I have felt more like myself than I have felt possibly my whole life. Hey, like drop, dropped your shield or yes, something like that. Just understanding that this picture is so much bigger than I even thought it was a year ago. Right. That, that the oneness piece, the interconnectedness, how what one person does affects another person, the ripple effect, the butterfly effect is so grand that not only will I not ever, well, I'll do my best to be thoughtful about my own actions Mm -hmm. because I realize that how that affects everybody else. I won't do it perfectly, but I'll do what I can. But I also want to stand up and say, can we all just think about our actions here? And not in a pointing finger judgmental way, but what's, what is the bottom line here? What is the bottom line? And, you know, let's just go Course in Miracles. You have two choices, right? Fear or love. Right. And the people who are in fear are sometimes louder, not because they're right, but because, you know, I, I heard Marianne Williamson say recently, there are some people who just, there are more people that love in the world. Everything I've believed about the world, I still believe. More good than ever. Right. But people who hate or or who are angry are just louder. Mm -hmm. And we need to love louder. Yes. Right. Because usually, you know, that's, I mean, we've had this conversation in the past, you know, the word fight doesn't resonate with you and not really much with me, but fight sounds like a louder word than stand. Right. Correct? Yet stand so how is more stand? grounding. It's much easier to fight louder than it is to stand louder. <laughs> yeah. Right? Point taken. Um, yeah. Yet. And it's easier, more seductive, as Yoda says. And you know, then I go to the, the rabbit and the turtle because I've always considered myself a turtle. Yeah. Rabbits may get somewhere faster and they may be louder and they may be more flashy Mm -hmm. and they may be like, I'm going to win, I'm going to beat you, look at how everybody's on my side. But the turtle is patient and maintains a sense of self and presence and mindfulness and wins the race. I just uh, saved a picture Sometimes when I see inspirational quotes on pictures, I just save them to look at them or put them on my vision board or whatever. And it's a picture of, I think, a sea turtle, and he's just methodically going through the sand. Mm -hmm. And it said, your speed doesn't matter. Forward is forward. Hello. Right. And that is why sometimes the smallest things can have the greatest impact. Because a choice that you make that is in your integrity, that I keep saying in your integrity, I want you guys to know that that means that is of your highest self. Yeah. When you make those choices, they propel you. They propel you. They may not be flashy. They may not scream to everybody, look at me. But that's never been the, the message anyway. Right. That's never been what's important. That's been a false, um, uh, maybe a, a false understanding that's been given to us by social networking and by the media that 
you know, these people who are getting the most attention have the greatest happiness and success. Mm-hmm. And this is not true. Mm-hmm. And I love having those conversations with my girls, right. you know, because of course they are impressed by shiny things. You know, they look at social networking and, you know, what did my oldest daughter say to me after the march? She then got on social networking and all of her favorite celebs were at the DC march. Right. And she's like, look, that celeb, look at that celeb, look at that celeb. And I had to be like, Take look at the aerial shot. Mm-hmm. Look at all the people. Yeah, you know, like not to make her feel bad about being excited about that, but to take a step back. That though, that it's not about it's, those six people. No, it's about the amount of humanity that humanity. was humanity. Yeah, and just instead of trying to say you, they're wrong for feeling that way, saying yes, I mm-hmm. see that, and not but, but and look at this. Right. Um. So. You know, again, I think the just to kind of sum up what I was saying, it's this clarity that if we feel free and we feel like who we are is enough and that we are being ourselves, not only do our children learn that from us and they get permission to do that just by watching us, then that's what we put out into the world and we look at other people and say, I want you to be free too. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to be um, ridiculed because of your preferences or because of the color of your skin or because you want to have your own rights and civil rights just like everybody else. I don't want to control you. Right. Um, that is, to me, just makes the most sense. And again, it's some. I think there's a lot of people would say, yeah, I believe that, but mm-hmm. here's some other points. And, you know, that's the conversation continues on. Right. This is not simple. Yeah. It just depends on how you communicate to somebody who has a differing opinion. I mean, we talk a lot about that. Are you listening with um, an intention of collaboration or are you just waiting for your turn to say something louder? Are you wanting to win? Yeah. So that's a great point is that if you're like, I don't know how to go out in the world and speak, practice at home. Yeah. Practice with your spouse who loves you who's probably the most important is the people that are closest to you are probably the ones that you affect the most, affect you the most. So start there yeah. and work your way out. And then as a parent, allow your children to have their voice. Yeah. So it goes both ways. We don't get to say, I have a voice, but you shut up, you're disrespecting me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there has to be a sense of um, you are the parent, boundaries, et cetera, but, and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you have to say has value. Sure. Your viewpoint has value because that's where we, that's where it starts. Right. And you didn't shut our daughter down when she said, look at these celebrities. No, not at all. I was like, oh, who is that? I yeah. don't know who Bella Thorne is. That doesn't mean anything oh, to me. she's my favorite. <laughs> well, when she said Bella Thorne, I thought it was a friend of hers. Yeah. I was like, oh, Bella Thorne. Yeah. And she's like, oh, and then she pointed out all the other people she was with and I knew some of the other names and I was like, oh, that's great. And I was like, and now look at this. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, she's not wrong. She's the age she is and that's what... That's the shiny object. You know, that's, I remember being the exact same way. Do you know that there was a time that my bedroom literally had Teen Beat and Tiger Beat posters? And I don't mean just a few. I mean, it was wallpapered with them. Did you have that too? No, of course not. Oh, okay. But what you said, yeah, like you got it. That's what girls did. Rob Lowe and all those other heartthrobs that was on the cover of Teen Beat. That's what you guys did. Because they had the inside poster. I had like whatever, a big Van Halen poster or something like that. But no, I didn't... uh, I didn't get Teen Beat. Diver Down? Yeah, that's an okay one. Pretty Woman's on Diver Down. 
Mm-hmm. Which one did you have? Just Van Halen, Van it was Halen? Just, no, it was just in concert. Just done in oh, concert. Oh, got it. Just a concert pick. I see. Well, I had a lot. So I understand that, and that's completely developmentally appropriate. Yeah. Um, but it, Do you want to hear a Bella Thorne, Thorne song? Oh, she's a singer? Yeah. Okay, go for it. You ever heard of that? No, but it sounds like a teenage song, doesn't it? Yeah, it's called Call It Whatever. And there's like a cute boy and they're in some soda f- shop place and she's like in a princess dress or something. I don't know. And they're sharing a, a cherry Coke? No, not oh. yet, but it's only the first 30 seconds of the three and a half minute video. So. Well, everybody listening, you can ask your kids who Bella Thorne is and they'd probably be like, why are you asking me about this person? But, I, you know, that's yeah. that's that's how we learn. So... You know, last thing I'll say before Todd moves on to his thing is, you know, feed yourself with love. Let that be your guiding force. Let let it control, control's the wrong word. Let it help your choices. Let it be the inspiration for what comes next. You know, I love saying to myself, just do the next right thing. Just do the next right thing. And as Maya Angelou says, just do right. Mm-hmm. We all know what right is. We all know that facts are facts. <laughs> we all know that um, kindness is key. Mm-hmm. We all know that taking care of each other is why we're here. So just do right. It, it's so, it's simple, but not easy. Uh, yeah, I think that's accurate. Okay. So that's, that's where I'll stop. All right, sweetie. All right. I'm very glad that uh, we had a chance to kind of, um, you know, hash that out. Me too. You can tell your story about going downtown you and bet. all that. Because mm-hmm. you're supposed to go to D.C., but I screwed that up. Sorry yeah. about that. Oh, that's okay. I, I felt very um, good being in Chicago. I would have loved D.C. too. And for my girlfriends who went, they took this big bus and they had matching hats and it was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they represented there. Yeah. And I represented here. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so conference update. What's going on with the conference? Oh, my goodness. It's a month away. It's a month away. It's literally a month yeah. away. People. To the day. People, I'm so excited. A and, little a little nervous. And you just can't hide it? Yes. Not nervous about the conference being good, but I got some things to do. I was just telling Todd last night, like, oh, I got some things to do. But it's it's my joy. It really is a joy. What's the coupon code for? So January, it, it's actually J-A-N. And there's a lot of people who have been using it. We've gotten a lot of people in the last couple of days. Yes, um, I've seen that. So all you have to do is register and then where it says enter promotional code, put in J-A-N. Just so you guys know, all of our sponsors have promotional codes too of their own. So if you know our sponsors, um, you know, the one they're obviously on our Facebook page, on our Zen Gets Real um, conference page, uh, you can get them, get a coupon code from them too. Uh, But our coupon code that we're offering is just J-A-N, $25 off. And we've had a lot of Zen friends, right? Yeah, I'm going to name them in a second. But okay. first, uh, I want to highlight two of our sponsors that will be at the conference, LetItBeUs.org. And Susan McConnell heads that up. And what they do is they inspire foster care adoptions. Great. And then HGNA, which is Helping Girls navigate, navigate Adolescence. And uh, they're all about helping girls navigate adolescence. Oh, they have some fantastic programs, really well done programs. So that's HGNA.org. 
and you are speaking for HGNA in February. February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, there's a dad's group. I'm going to speak and we're going to have a wonderful conversation about how to be the best version of yourself, how to be the best husband, how to be the best dad, and so on. And so if you want to have that information, go to zenparentingradio.com and click on events. Yeah, it's up there. And then we do have Zen Friends, um, a bunch of them. So I'm going to go ahead and rattle them off. Uh, Allison Franz... Thank you, Allison. And uh, a Zen friend is somebody who uh, donates or invests a little more money into the conference, and we use that money to get people there that can't afford to go themselves. Correct. And if you want to do that, go to our conference webpage, click on register, and there's a line item. You don't have to register for the conference to support us getting the people there that want to be there. So if you love us and you want to help us out, that's one way you can do it. So Allison Franz is the first one. Courtney Garcia. Thank you, Courtney. A woman named Peg Jividen. Oh, that's my Aunt Peg. And this is her second Zen friend donation. Yeah, she's full of love. <laughs> Allie Foles and Rick Morrison. Oh, they're, they're gosh. Gonna, they're going to have a tabletop there um, at the conference. They are. And Allie Foles, um, I would like to give her a shout out because she's a girlfriend of mine and a fellow... Um, fellow seeker. We've, we've known each other for a long time. And she wrote this book that just came out that's so beautiful called The Heirloom. And it is a children's book. And it is about this girl, Indigo. It's about her experience with becoming aware of who she is and how she's connected to herself and the world and how she um, is you know, it's it, it's mystical and spiritual and connective and inspiring. And I've read it. She actually originally Allie wrote three different books. And so and I had read them. I read the first two. And then she brought all three of the books together in this one book called The Heirloom. So I gave the copy I had to Cameron. Mm-hmm. Um, but I highly recommend it. And she will have her books at the conference. That's right. And uh, our last but not certainly not least Zen friend is Sarah Farrell, F-A-R. R-E-L-L. Thank you, Sarah. So if you want to get your name read off on the uh, podcast, all you got to do is make a donation to Zen Friend. I don't care if it's 10 bucks, 20 bucks, or 100 bucks. Yeah. What I've been doing lately with people who have, because as I told you guys, I have more emails than I can really, I, you know, we're trying to figure out how we can help everybody. And so what I've been doing is just giving really big discounts. Yeah. So I've been using Zen Friend to allow people who cannot afford the ticket cost to kind of, we're trying to balance it out that way. Yeah. So it's working. So uh, if you're interested in attending or helping out through the Zen Friends program, go to zengetsreal.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So onward and upward. Um, so my four ways of being. Okay. So use an example so we can talk about it in real terms. Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it in an example of the uh, resolution thing. Okay, that's cool. That's the easiest way to do it. So okay. there's four ways of being. To me, by me, through me, and as me. Okay. So the to me... Consciousness is victim consciousness, mm. so kind of like the lowest level energy to it. Okay. Um, I am at the effect of people, circumstances, and conditions. Uh, the traffic makes me angry. The weather makes me happy. My boss doesn't get me. From to me, I can be happy or sad, but the cause of my experience is always outside Things of me. Things are happening to me. Right. I don't have control. Things are happening to me. Exactly. Got it. So uh, in the resolution example of trying to eat healthy and exercise, I'm going to try to eat healthy and exercise. Trying is wanting credit for something you never really intended to do. Mm. 95% of all resolutions are made from the to me consciousness. 
consciousness. Oh, for sure. Okay. Well, just like, you know, you and I, Yoga by Degrees is a place that we go a lot. And, you know, the first week in January, the classes were packed. And that happens always, no matter where you're going, any gym or whatever, because people start with an intention. Mm -hmm. And then by about three weeks later, it's back to how it was. So this is how somebody says their resolution from that place of consciousness. I'm going to eat healthy and exercise. It comes from the belief that I'm fat, lazy, and out of shape. I believe I'm not attractive the way I am and there's something wrong uh, living the way I'm living. Mm, Okay? okay. So the by me is kind of the next level up. And I don't know if there's any levels like good or bad, but I'm just using that to... We'll just call them levels of awareness. Okay. So the by me consciousness is taking responsibility for being the creator of my own life. Ooh, okay. I let go of all blame and criticism, including and especially blaming and criticizing myself. I make a resolution to do or be something different. I own that up until this moment, I've been committed to living and being just the way I am. Once I take responsibility for having created the life I'm living, it's time to face if I'm willing to shift and create something different. Okay. Responsibility. Responsibility. And saying that this is not, I am not a victim Mm -hmm. of this world. Right. I actually have choices you know, one of the things that you and I run into a lot when we give talks, and we're actually, side note, just since I said that, Todd and I are, are speaking at Parent University in LaGrange mm-hmm. um, on February 5th. It's a Saturday, um, and we are the keynote speakers in the morning. So if you show up at 8 in the morning, Todd and I are speaking. February 4th. Fe- February 4th. And then the afternoon, there's breakout sessions. But what we run into a lot when we're doing a session or, or giving a, a talk is people will say, well, I yell at my kids and I just can't help it. Right. And that by nature is that first one. Yes. As if you have no control over the tone of your voice. Right. And we that's all, a victim. <laughs> that's a victim. Right. Of course you do. Now, the question is, do you want to change it or do you even believe you should change it? Right. Do you feel justified in that? Because that's a whole different thing. So the next level that you're talking about now is taking responsibility responsibility for the fact I yell and realizing that's in my control. Right. So the way that somebody would resolve in a New Year's resolution to eat healthy and exercise, I explore I explore my unconscious commitment to eating just the way I've been eating and exercising just the way I've been exercising. I am curious about the payoffs I'm getting from this lifestyle, including what I'm avoiding by living this way. It's more of like an introspective yeah. way. Like, of let me just it. look at myself right. and, and be really clear about what I'm seeing. Right. Okay. I, I might discover that I eat and exercise the way I do because I haven't faced my addictions to workaholism. Yes. You know, it's just like a curiosity. It's not yep. just about the eating. It's like what's underneath. Okay? Yeah. Awakening. Yeah. So the next one is the three through me, um, through me. So through me, consciousness follows the choice to surrender. Okay. Once you've mastered the ability to create the life you want, which is the by me, you can open so that you can then open to surrendering, surrendering, and being lived by something greater than yourself. Mm, that's a tough one for people. I find very hard. I think that the word surrender, even though I embrace it very much now, I think it used to. And there are still times that it throws me off because I think our ego uh, feels as if it's a giving up. Right. Surrender. Surrendering just means the that you are going to stop paddling upstream right. and going against everything that's actually happening. You're going to become part of the river and flow with it. And that doesn't mean you stop doing what you're doing. It means you become one with it. Exactly. You show up. Through me, resolutions are not declared. They're discovered. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, Through me, leaders listen from a quiet place for what wants to happen. This way of being in a world requires an unshakable experience, not just a belief, an experience 
that the universe is fundamentally friendly. Mm, well, that's, you know, that was Einstein's mm-hmm. most important question for us, right? Yeah, right? He said the most important question you need to ask yourself is, mm-hmm. is the universe a friendly place? And then lastly, life becomes a co-creative serendipitous adventure where you live in a fairly constant state of wonder, appreciation, mm-hmm. and delight, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to resolve to be healthier on New Year's day, you're going to, and this is the through me consciousness, I sit in quiet meditation and reflection and ask the question, what does love or God or life want to do through me today? Mm. I don't try to figure this out. I listen. One of the arising impulses might be to eat a bowl of berries for breakfast and go for a long walk. As I check in throughout the day, I notice that I'm actually not hungry. So before you would be just like, I'm do hungry. Right. And then mm-hmm. you just kind of realize right. that you're not. Right. And instead of eating, maybe you write a creative article or something yeah. like that. So yeah. That's a hard... I, I have to talk about that one again because I know that's the third one, right? That's right. the surrendering one? The fourth one? one is even kind of weirder, deeper, and even more challenging. So let's stay on the third right. one just for a second. And I'm going to say that I still... That whole, you know, I've been hearing Oprah say for 10 years, you know, wake up every morning and say, you know, God, what will you have me do today? And that used to send like a shudder through me because I'd be like, oh my God, what if God tells me to do something I don't want to do? Now, here's what I've come to understand. What God is asking you to do, like the connection, you don't have to use the word God, what the feeling that you're having coming through you, it will feel good. You will be excited. Right. You will feel a sense of passion. If you have fear, it's probably not the right voice. Correct. If you are hearing something like, you need to go to the party and talk to everybody, or you you know, if those if that doesn't fill you up, then that's not the voice. Right. The voice I have on my mission or on my uh, vision board. My vision board, the kind voice is the one you listen to. Yeah. The one that makes you go, Yes, mm-hmm. I can do that. And if you can sit every day and wait and feel that, and not even in a meditation, but all the time, yeah. you know, there's, and, and it's a practice, you know, there's a lot of times Todd and I will be talking about something and one day something will have sounded good. And, and then the next day I'll say to him, I, it just doesn't feel right anymore. And I'm sure that's frustrating sometimes to you, Todd. Never. <laughs> because sometimes it doesn't have logical yeah. understanding. I love logic. I know. But in my body, I can tell that's not the right thing. Right. Um, and that's, you know, that's a practice. So anyway, go to the fourth. Do you know what else I love? What? Brick, are you just looking at things in the office and saying that you love them? I love lamp. Do you really love the lamp or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. Loves lamp. Sweetie, I love lamp. The last thing on the through me before I get to the as me, okay. it is a dance in which I'm surrendering and following. Okay. Right? Okay. So this is the as me. This is the kind of the drug trippy one. Okay. So just kind of- Drug trippy. Drug trippy one. Because it's kind of way, like way out there, like Buddha and just- All right. There are teachers, right? As me consciousness is the consciousness of oneness and non-duality. Okay. It's freedom from separation or the disillusion of an egoic self as the greatest possibility. From the state, there is nowhere to go to get what you already have. Yes. And nothing to do to become who you already are. Yes. There's no striving or seeking. Nothing is lacking or missing. Yes. I don't think that's crazy or wacky or drug trippy. That's it. So the resolution. Yeah. Okay. This is the part. As me in a merged state, there is no resolution. Correct. I am what is and what is is me. No body, 
no problem. If that sounds like crazy talk, trust me, if you do these explorations long enough with zeal and dedication, you'll get it and you'll laugh. Then perhaps eat a bowl of berries and go for a long walk with that no body of yours. Yes. Right? Well, what did Eckhart say? I am formless spirit. He's formless spirit. He's, yeah, that's what, you know, and, and I'm not saying yes, like, ooh, that's what I do every day. No way. I just know that that is the way. It's, I. It's funny, you talk about um, you don't do that every day. Most of us will cycle in and out of these states correct. of consciousness. Correct. We will make choices, act, set goals, and resolutions from all states. The fun is to notice. Yes, because that's the thing is there are times, especially in meditation or especially when I've been by myself for a while or especially if I'm like really leaning into the everyday joy because the truth is, is that even when I'm feeling like bad things are happening, everyday joy is still there. Yeah. Like it's not like it went away. Yeah. It's not like one is traded for the other. Everything right. is there. And when I can feel that and lean into it, I feel, I recognize that nothing matters. Right. Not because nothing matters, but because it's all not real. Right. One of the things that I have on my on a post-it note in my meditation area is, because right outside my meditation area is this tree that Todd and I love. And Todd and I have kind of a story with that and tree. And we almost cut it down. Yeah, we did because someone, not someone. People made us worry that it, the wind was going to blow and land on our house. Yeah, and there was a lot of fear around it. And we finally had some someone check out the tree and they were like, this tree is as healthy as can be. And we yeah. knew that. Yeah. But it was like we needed that, you know. But we talked to that tree and look at that tree a lot. And it's right outside my meditation area. And one of the things I've I've written on a post-it is the tree's been fine all along. Mm -hmm. The tree hasn't gone on the whirlwind I've gone on. The tree's just been there doing its thing. Yeah. And so I've gone through in the last couple months, but just my whole life, all these fluctuations of, will it be okay? And what will I do? And the tree's just been like, I'm here. Yeah. And it's my reminder that all these fluctuations are part of being human. Yeah. I accept it. I'm not trying to fight it. You know, I am not one of those people who thinks that, you know, like I am a yogi, but I don't believe that the mind is, I'm not trying to get out of my body. Sure. I want to be a human on earth. Yeah. You know, this is my opportunity to be a human on earth. You don't want to spit off this planet like Gary Busey? From <laughs> I don't. That, from that from entourage? entourage? No, I want to be here. So I'm not going to, you know, try and get out of my body. And I don't want to sit on a mountain all the time. I want to interact and be human. Um, but the tree can be my teacher sure. of reminding me that within my humanity is the spiritual presence that is always there and is who I am, not outside of me, but inside of me. And that the, this is a grounding force. This is this is what we come back well, to. Well, and that's the oneness. Like, can you see that the tree is you and you are the tree and that you're interconnected in yes. the words of Thich Nhat? Yes. Right? And that everybody, even the people you're mad at right now, they are you. And that's when you get that. Last week we talked about uh, put a picture of the earth from the moon on your vision board. Yes. And that will kind of give you an idea to get in that mindset of the oneness. Yes. That we're just all like little spots on this earth running around mm -hmm. and we're all together and what one person... Person does affects the next person. And we if we want to be treated a certain way, we have to do it. We have to be it. Somebody's got to make a move. Somebody. Oh, and not only one, over and mm -hmm. over. Right. And then it becomes a practice and habitual and it becomes who you, you know, it already was who you are. Yeah. I, you know, you already are that. Yeah. It's just removing all of these, the layers and being conscious of what your brain says to you. And being connected to what you feel yeah. in your heart, um, you know, and that is the, that's where we're going. So um, to review, yes. the to me is the victim. Victim. 
The by me is I'm going to take responsibility, responsibility. for my life. The through me is the surrender. following the choice to surrender. Mm-hmm. And the as me is the oneness. Beautiful. I love that, Todd. I knew you would. That's why I brought it to the table. Love it. And then he says, what's it going to be? It's your choice and they're all valid. That's the best part. They're all valid. It's not like the to me means it's not valid or it's wrong or it's bad. The trick is not like you need to stay away from the to me. It's the practice of noticing where you are. Absolutely. You know, that it reminds me of in Women's Circle last month, we did... um, the Myers-Briggs personality test, just for fun. We just, you know, I just wanted everybody to kind of know what they are and what, who we each are in the group. And because there is no right, wrong, good or bad, you're just, you know, there's just a certain way we present in the world. And there were, we had a big conversation around, you know, if I get to know that I am this person, are there things then I know I need to work on? Meaning once I get this information about this is who I am, do I then set goals to be different? Right. And the answer was no. Yeah. You just accept. And that doesn't mean you won't have things to work on, but it's not because there's something inherently wrong with you. It's not because there's a right way to be. It's be it's owning who you are and accepting. That's what integrity is, mm-hmm. being who you are and then and then and owning that space in the world. I am in my integrity. I'm saying what I believe. I'm being who I am. Yeah. And um and, and realizing that every, the reason I wanted to do that Myers-Briggs test was not just about self-awareness, but about empathy and understanding that everyone around here in this circle, there were some overlaps. You know, there's a few people who are similar, but we're all different. Yeah. So you can't point at people and say, they should be doing it my way. That's not who they are. Right. That's not how they present. Right. And so instead you say, my way is important. Your way is important. We're all puzzle pieces that come together to, to form this what we can't even comprehend. Right. I don't even have words for it. It's a little thing called life. It's just a little, that, as Prince would say. Um, so um, two things. One is uh, some of these are ideas I got out of the foundations course that Anne Marie is doing. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's interested in doing that uh, foundations course, it's a little bit about parenting, but really it's a self-awareness um, six week practice. And you could learn more by going to bringithome.me and if you're interested in signing up for the course, you can plug in Zen 10 for a coupon code. And then our other partner is Healthy Habits, Happy Moms. They have this 12-month uh, program, which is all about lasting freedom from food and weight loss obsession. No diets, no body shaming. For more info, go to healthyhabitshappymoms.com slash zen. Beautiful. And... Um, I don't know. What else you got? Well, I wanted to end with this song, but I wanted to kind of explain the song. Before you do that, yeah. Jeremy Craft, Avid Company, Painting and Remodeling, uh, avidco.net. Jeremy Craft, he's a bald-headed beauty. Good man, honest. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. <laughs> Gets man. his work done. He is a good yeah. man. Yeah, um, I, I actually have been, I was telling Todd, I texted one of my good guy friends from high school and was just telling him that, because he's been one of my best friends since like middle school and just what a good man he is mm-hmm. and how much I appreciate that. What's his name? His name's Jerry Evans. Yeah, he's a rock star. He is. And he is somebody that I really appreciate and he's just always been kind and supportive and there are, and my husband is that way times 10. So um, does that mean I'm 10 times better than Jerry? <laughs> what I mean is that because you and I live together and we've created a life together, I get to see you in every aspect of uh, life and you are a man of honor and integrity. Oh, thanks, sweetie. And my dad is and my brother-in-law is and I have, and all, and so many of my friends' husbands and sons are and I just want to make sure that we continue as women 
are rising up, we also have to make sure we're embracing all these amazing men in our life who support us and hold us up and we hold them up. Yeah. Because we need your support, ladies, just like you need ours. Exactly. We're in this together. And with that said, can I move on to this song? Sure. Tell me when to start playing So I will. So something that, you know, looking at all of the um, uh, stuff online from the march, one of the things that really stood out to me and made me teary was this song that this group came together and sang in D.C. It was kind of like an impromptu, you know, group got together and sang. And it turns out that they they came together from all over the United States and practiced on Skype nice. and then sang this song, um, kind of like a flash mob style. And the song is called, I can't keep quiet. And it's dedicated to celebrating unique voices, identities, and in an effort to break cycles of oppression, mostly perpetuated by the media. Um, and so, like I said, they were kind of wandering around DC and this woman, um, her name, it, it's, she's a musician, and she's the one who wrote the song. It's all caps. It's M-I-L-C-K. Milk. Milk. So I don't know if she pronounces it that way or if it's the letters, but it's M-I-L-C-K. And her website is I can't keep org. And her – so anything sold – you know, merchandise on her website and such, um, 20% of it goes to the Los Angeles chapter of Step Up, which is an empowering nonprofit that provides after-school mentorship program for underprivileged girls, okay? And this woman who wrote this song, she's a survivor of anorexia, abuse, depression, and she said that, I can say that I have let the overwhelming pressures of um, media and society's expectations of how a woman should be, and I'm putting that in quotes, in quotes, overwhelm and silence my inner voices, even without realizing I was doing it until I just couldn't breathe anymore. As I live more days on this planet now, I can say with full confidence that there are no standards or rules worth crushing our soul bones to fit into. Life gets better when we just let it out, when we stop being quiet and meek about who we think we're supposed to be and just become who we are. And so this song was a really beautiful anthem for women, and I wanted to end the show with it. Here we go. Anymore 
Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it, and we hope you'll join us next time. If you're a fan of Zen Parenting Radio, consider leaving us a review on iTunes. This helps people find us. You can also just tell a friend about our show. That's our favorite kind of marketing. Todd and I do speaking engagements about Zen Parenting and self-awareness, so if you have an interested group or organization, contact us at comments at zenparentingradio.com. And get your early bird tickets for our big Let's Get Real Zen Parenting Conference February 24th and 25th at the Westin in Lombard. Todd and I will be speaking Friday night, and we have Rob Bell, Rosalind Wiseman, and Ali Smith as our keynotes on Saturday. If you want to know more about self-awareness or conscious parenting, pick up one of Kathy's award-winning books at zenparentingradio.com or Amazon. If you're a guy, I have two resources for you. I coach guys. It's called Coaching for Guys. <laughs> On the phone, Skype, or in person, we set goals together and come up with a plan to meet those goals. The website is toddadamscoaching.com. And we also have a monthly men's group. So if you're looking for a group of men to have authentic conversations with, check out the tribemensgroup.com. If you ever shop on Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link on our homepage. It doesn't cost anything to you, but we get a small commission from Amazon. And finally, I want to thank our two amazing partners, Dr. Kelly from the Tree of Life Chiropractic Care and Jeremy Kraft, that bald-headed beauty from Avid Painting and Remodeling. Thanks, and keep on trucking.